Welcome to this special edition podcast series, Surviving the Shitstorm, with me, Michael Tingser. In today's episode, we will have a very special guest from the US, Barry Schuster, probably one of the most knowledgeable people I know when it comes to the restaurant industry. Barry is the founding editor and investment partner of the Restaurant Startup and Growth magazine and RestaurantOwner.com, an online and print media company serving restaurant entrepreneurs. I sat down with Barry to talk about the current storm and its impact on the industry, especially when it comes to independent small restaurant groups. If you fall into this, there's some real great knockets here. Thanks to our partner, HTM Tohola and Vita Mojo, who's making this possible. Tune out from the madness and get inspired by Barry. Welcome to another edition of the podcast episode called The Shitstorm. The reason why we call it The Shitstorm, if you haven't tuned in before, is that on the 20th of March 2020, uh, the world has suddenly transformed and everything has been thrown around within a couple of weeks. And um, our beloved hospitality and restaurant industry has ended in the middle of that storm. Uh, and it's all due to the coronavirus. And uh, a lot of leaders, and I you know, myself had a mad week talking with people that has been distressed about this extreme uncertainty. And uh, and there's already a number of things has already happened with closures and mass redundancies and so on. And, and, and to that, I thought there was a number of people who liked him. And one of them, I'm very happy that I had time to get on. Uh, sitting here with Barry is based in the US. And uh, Barry has been on the podcast before. But this time, we're going to talk about this specific uh, subject. So Barry is uh, the uh, chief editor of the... Uh, Restaurant Start on a Growth magazine. So, welcome to the uh, the podcast. Hi, Michael. It's good to hear from you. I wish it was under better circumstances, but but always uh, wonderful to communicate with you. Uh, uh, as you noted, I'm editor in chief and associate publisher of Restaurant Startup and Growth and RestaurantOwner.com. And uh, our audience, our primary audience, are uh, startup and entrepreneurial restaurant tours and emerging growth concepts. And our editorial mission is to provide um, business and management best practices education for these uh, entrepreneurs to help them uh, get started in the business successfully and then to grow into uh, larger enterprises. Um, And of course, a lot of our readers and a lot of our members of restaurantor.com are independent operators and they are taking a beating in this uh, in this shitstorm, as you uh, aptly name it, along with uh, every other business in the restaurant industry. So uh, again, I'm always always happy to talk to you. Um, again, I wish it was uh, under different circumstances, though. Yeah, and uh, we talk a bit about the the circumstances, uh, Barry. It's uh, how how do we look at it from a U.S. point of view? Because we have had a lot of we had a couple of people on here from from the U.K. talking about it from a U.K. perspective. But this is not just a you know, uh, it's a bit we talked about a bit on the previous podcast. There was something happening globally with the restaurant market. It was challenging. It was shaken. You know, there were, there were things happening, and it was not in a good shape. But there was there was a great market for for individual operator. We talked about in. The summer but all this has changed now in, within short time we're all in the same boat and uh, is that the same in the u.s are we are we seeing these extreme things happening with the industry you said to me before we went on the, the podcast restaurants in in your state 
North Carolina has now shut down and only able to do delivery, which is actually the same that just happened in the UK. Yes. Um, you know, we discussed before, uh, given um, our former government here with a federalist government with 50 states, uh, uh, the the laws and the environment from state to state um, are not identical. But North Carolina, other states, um, by order of the uh, the respective governors, are not allowed to offer dine-in service. That uh, ended uh, this week. Uh, they are allowed to offer uh, curbside takeout, and we're seeing some uh, very clever and innovative ways to uh, that. Rest, not only restaurants but brew pubs are 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 doing this, and people are driving past their favorite brew pub to pick up their beer. In some regions, uh, California, New York, where there's densely populated areas where coronavirus has really hit them hard, um, we're seeing uh, lockdowns where they're uh, encouraging people to stay in their homes. Uh, and of course, that makes it very difficult to uh, uh, to uh, do anything related to takeout. Uh, so it's 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 a real problem. Um, and as we discussed before, the the podcast, uh, the restaurant industry, is a huge part of the economies of both uh, your country in the UK and over here. You know, it's eight hundred and twenty-five billion dollar a year business or industry in the United States. Um, we're looking at massive reductions in wages um, because we have so many employees, so many people who are employed by the restaurant business. So, you know, economically, it's it's. Um, it's it's been uh, quite a disaster uh, here, just as it has been everywhere in the world. And I know that uh, you are not just uh, you know sitting uh, as an expert and looking in an industry. You are actually as as part as part of your setup. You also own a restaurant, and and that has again for you guys tremendous consequences. And you have to do some very difficult decisions. Yeah, you know, it's it's always been a source of pride for my partners and I that we're not only in, in media and in education, but our company um, operates and owns a, a successful upscale restaurant. And um, this week, um, the principals had to go to 40-some employees and say, listen, we just can't keep you on payroll. We have to really cut down. And all we can do is afford to have people in the kitchen. And, and we're going to try to figure out how we can, you know, get some, you know, takeout and delivery business to help keep, uh, keep us running until this whole thing calms down. So, you know, we're not just, you know, media doyens um, from the sidelines. We're, we're in the trenches. We're feeling the pain of our readers and audience. And, and of course, you know, my son is, you know, his job is in the restaurant business and, and he's unemployed as of this week. Uh, so, um, you know, we're feeling it on a very uh, personal level, um, you know, for whatever it means to our readers and our members. Uh, you know, we're down there on the field with you. We're not just uh, we're not just doing color commentary from the sidelines. We we feel your pain and, and we're trying to figure these things out as best as we can. And, of course, uh, going out to our wider audience to find out what they're doing and and then hopefully bringing those best practices to our our readers and members to our media. And uh, yeah, that, I'm so sorry to hear that, Barry. It must be just so hard. There's nothing worse than, you know, letting people go on unfair, unfair terms like, like this, where you don't have a choice, where you know you're sending people out in maybe difficult times as well uh, for in person life. And even probably also very good employees and 
it's 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 a it's it's yeah I've, I've talked with a couple of founders this week as well where they said it feel like we're chopping the culture uh to pieces because that's what it is you know it, it's so clearly it's your culture and it's so hard to generate that again it's, it's some deep wounds in, a, in an organization so yeah really feel feel that for you guys what's well, a great it's a great point michael um and you know interestingly enough you know until the restaurant was closed down even when this whole crisis was unfolding business was never better now a lot of that business was because a big part of the operation was geared around you know, bar and bar food. So people were coming by a few times a week and that's where they gather, talk to people. Business was pretty good. But another thing I think that you you uh, you hint at and you suggest that, I think rather aptly, and I think people need to consider this, you know, these restaurants are sending people home. And when this whole thing calms down and, and God willing, it will sometime in the near future, then you've got to bring people back. And those people may not be available. You've got to hire. You've got to onboard. It could, I'm not telling you anything you don't know because you know this business as well as anybody. That could take weeks, could take months. Even even if coronavirus goes away you know, tomorrow, it could take quite a bit of time to onboard people, get them back ingrained in the culture, train them, and ready to serve guests well. So, you know, there's, there's a pretty long tail to this thing, even when the, uh, the health issues um, subside. Yeah. And, and, and we also know when you had such a shock, there will also be a trust thing. Is it really gone? Have we actually shaking it off? And uh, is it safe to go out? And then there's going to be the trust takes time again and, you know, feeling comfortable about going out. And there's going to be the financial burden for many that can't afford going out, maybe as much as they have done so yeah so you're right it's gonna it's gonna be a slow start as the user as well it's not just turning on the the light switch and then everything is out there again but again the how you see from from a long term if you from what we know today we don't know how long this is going to go on how many months are we going to be shut down how many months are we going to be staying at home what do you think the long-term consequences with this is and what 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 is going to change for the industry as you see it right now? Of course, it can change with dynamics moving in the market right now. You know, boy, I wish I, I, I knew that answer. I'm sure a lot of people do. I mean, I'm, I, we're all following the news um, and, we, and we hear that the number of new cases in China is subsiding. People are going out again. Um, I'm not sure where we are on the so-called curve here in terms of the infection rate. Um, I'll be honest with you, I'm a little bit concerned right now in the United States. Uh, we are into a period of, well, it's spring here, um, and college students are um, on spring break. Uh, there's been a lot of criticism of what's going on in Florida, where they've sort of opened their doors to all these college students who, you know, who who are led to believe that they're somewhat impervious to um, this, uh, the, the COVID-19. And in some ways they are, at least in terms of mortality. Um, but, uh, you know, 40% of the cases are still between 25 and um, 50. And not only that, they're going to be community, you know, they're going to be getting together. They're going to be doing what college students do, and then they'll be coming back into uh, in, into their homes with their parents and grandparents and so forth. So a little bit concerned about where we are on this curve, if people are really taking it seriously or not. In my community, they seem to be. So depending on where we are in the curve until this thing settles down, 
the other part of this, uh, I mean, I guess I'll try to look at this in a positive light. Um, I'm hoping um, that uh, people are now beginning to appreciate, you know, what they're missing. You know, we can't go out on a Wednesday night or a Friday night to our favorite pub now and, and see our friends and have a beer and maybe uh, a bite to eat or go out on a date night to a restaurant or let's run out and go someplace tonight because we're, we've been working hard. We're too tired to, to, to eat. And so I'm hoping there's some special appreciation and pent up demand for on-premises dining, um, you know, particularly you know, you and I were talking last summer how, uh, uh, you know, ghost kitchens and, and third-party delivery are, are really, you know, changing the entire market. And, and certainly that's going to be the case. And now with this COVID-19, it's, you know, that's how people are getting food. But um, I still like to believe there's going to be, a, you know, some pent-up demand for some real hospitality. The other thing I like to see on a positive note is that it's something that operators have known all along, and I wish the public really understood this, you know, the, the level of responsibility that restaurant operators have toward public health. And, and you know this as well as anybody, keeping things clean. They're constantly inspected by the health authorities. You know, a foodborne illness can could wipe out 100 people, make them very ill. And so I think it's going to also underscore just how important it is for restaurants to be fastidious in terms of their sanitation and also remind the public that, you know, these these people have these workers are they're not just they're not just, you know, unskilled workers and cooks and chefs. They're people who who are responsible for our, our um, public health. Uh, and it was actually interesting. We had Frank uh, Bandura on an episode uh, the other day. He was actually live today. And he talks about as well that this is maybe where actually the, the view on hospitality and its workers and the people who work in it will maybe shift because of, you know, it is an industry that really cares overall. And the, the most of the people are working, they work really hard and they actually have very high standard when it comes to keeping people safe, both their employees and customers, um, compared to, to, to many other industries he'd been in touch with, he said. And he said he hoped that it would get a better uh, publicity and better better viewed from you know both governments and, and people in general working in hospitality. Well, yeah. And I mean, if you'll recall during our um, our podcast this summer in Brighton, I mean, I, I almost waxed poetic on just how much I thought the, the people in the business and the industry were just a special breed. And uh, nothing that's been going on with this COVID-19 has shaken that, you know, that belief. And in fact, in many ways, it's just validating what I have said is that they're coming together, they're they're thinking, all of them are thinking very earnestly about this whole situation and how we can survive not just as individual enterprises, but as a as an industry. And uh so um yeah, I, I'm I'm hoping everything uh, your guest has said is is uh is really true because I, I, I believe it as well. So if we um, move on a bit and uh, we kick a, we look a bit about the situation right now, um, and maybe we could take the independent and small operators hat on here. But you can also, I think, I think many of your advice will probably uh, count even for for bigger operations. So what is your what is it that you think that operators should do in a short term? phase right now where we're actually standing as they have now closed the door 
What is the short-term thing they should do right now, and what is the long-term? What are your top tips, in a way, to to, to people out there? Because I know you've done a, quite a lot of webinars and so on. So, so I know you maybe have uh, some places people can go and look afterwards. But like, just on top of your head. Well, uh, I mean, first, I think you need to keep um, abreast of what benefits not only for your employees or your former employees uh, are out there, such as unemployment uh, insurance benefits in your state, uh, what tax breaks you can uh, enjoy for your business to help you. Uh, there's We have the U.S. Small Business Administration, what emergency loans that they're offering. So you need to you know circle the wagons, as they say, using an Old West metaphor, uh, to make sure that you know you're you're doing everything to protect your business. Certainly, you need to figure out how you're going to keep revenue coming in the door um, in terms of takeout and delivery, and you know what you're going to need in the kitchen, how you can move inventory so it doesn't wind up being thrown away and adding to your food costs, of course, and then what kind of menus are you going to offer for takeout and delivery. The other thing that I would recommend, um, which is easier said than done, but if if you really want to hang in there, and, and hopefully you will, and you can at least generate enough cash flow to keep a uh, basically a bare bones operation going, the one person I wouldn't want to let go of, and I'd try to maintain on payroll if I possibly could, is my general manager if he or she really is a good general manager. Because when you want to get things moving again in your operation as an owner, it's going to be your general manager who's going to set the pace and is going to onboard everybody in terms of culture and systems and, you know, that person is really vital to your success. So if I have a good GM, um, I'm going to want to try to hang on to him or her uh, through this and, and just uh, to make sure that they're there for me when we have to bring people back in the door. And then, of course, you know, the other thing is, is just, you know, really looking hard at, at every penny that's going out the door and every um dollar that's coming in to talk to your suppliers, talk to your landlord, say, listen, can we work out something to help us all get through this and take off some of the burden of our overhead and our expenses? I think operators may find that their suppliers and landlords and other people they owe money to um, are going to be willing to do what they can to just basically take off some of the stress. Yeah, and I think you you already seen that actually something that's gone on over over here already. Um, I'm also involved with a couple of business, and I already been conversation with landlords, technology providers, and things like that. And everybody has been open to do something or trying to find credit solutions or move things. And yeah, so um, so, so, so the industry is really coming together also from a supply chain point of view. I think that's been really supportive to see as well. Um, so yeah, every, everybody is in the same boat in a way. Um, so yeah, um, what what is uh, the long-term? Again, uh, besides the, the general manager is a really good long-term advice. Is there any other thing long-term you think that now you close down business, you you sorted out your your position and your cash flow, you know you can keep this moving, keeping alive, maybe a bit of delivery for, for six months. But what, what do you then 
reg- advise people to, to start thinking about in that period where you're just waiting to get up again and running? Well, I suppose, you know, one of the obvious um, answers is, is this may be an opportunity to really, you know, do some soul searching and look at your operations and your systems and your procedures uh, and your menu and take whatever time you have where you're not kind of consumed in the, in the daily rush of, of a business. You know, a lot of, as we know, a lot of owners, even though they try to work on the business, they're there on the floor, they're spending a lot of time in the business. It's an opportunity to say, listen, you know, if I can get through this, this mess, if I can, you know, we can survive this and get things up and running again, what can I do to have a, a stronger business, have uh, a more profitable business, have a better menu, uh, better systems and procedures, better training, really an opportunity to come back um, in a really strong manner and do things that perhaps they said, well, I'd like to do, but man, I'm just so busy. It's just, when do I get around to it? So that that's that's the first thing that, that comes to mind. Um, uh, and then, you know, you know, if we suggested earlier, you know, strengthen those relationships with your suppliers, with your landlord, if they're there to help you out, great opportunity for everybody to say, listen, when we get through this, what can we all do to make it work better? Get more traffic here, purchase more intelligently. What resources do you have that I'm not using? And, uh, you know, come back with just a really strong, uh, strong supplier um, relationships. Again, I think, yeah, that's, that's, that's a really good point again. Like uh, actually is there something in my, uh i i love you have always always the three areas you talked about as well at uh, the, the restaurant uh, restaurant owner and startup growth magazine you talk about the the business acronym is there something i need to to optimize there my financial skill my marketing abilities is there something around my culture uh because i guess if you have as you guys have have been been out letting people go then you played with the culture how do you actually bring that culture back what is your plan for that as you go back into to a new world and um or a new version of that even um and then you know your systems as you said how do you actually polish your systems and get them really stellar because i guess it's going to be even tougher environment for a period of time than when they came from from a margin point of view when normality or the new normality hits in a way so having system that really seamless helps your business automate things that doesn't need to be done by the owner or employees in the business was just very costly, no matter what restaurant operation you run. And and I think another point I'd like to make is that, you know, fortunately in this age of social media, here's an opportunity to stay in touch with your employees. Um, You know, even if you've had to let them go to do whatever you can to look at, you know, check in on them, look after their welfare, try to help them, give them a reason that make them want to come back and work for you when you get things together. And also with your employees, I think it's just a time to not to be, you know, go dark on social media, but to say, hey, you know, we're here. We have takeout. We have delivery. This is what's going on in the kitchen. We're really doing everything to stay in business. We really need you. You know, I, I think, um, you know, I'm sure this is the case in the UK, but United States, uh, we all we love the story of the underdog. We love the story of the of that, you know, the boxer coming back, uh, you know, and and winning the title after setbacks. And so I think this is a time to really personalize that story and 
and, and maintain relationship with your customers and give them a reason to say, listen, you know, you're part of our success and, and we need you. And here's an opportunity, you know, to, to help keep us afloat and, and uh, for us to feed our families. I, I just, you know, I believe in the, I believe in human nature. I believe that people are generally good and they want to see other people succeed. Here's an opportunity to uh, let them, you know, be part of that. Yeah. That's a, that's a really, really good point there, Barry. If operator needs to find some help, is there any places you've seen that you could, point them to on you know websites online forums webinars or anything that where they can actually go and get some you know inspiration because in all this you know your brain is is sometimes fried and you actually just have to go and find a roadmap somewhere to to, to get started in a way to get ideas well and i have to be a little bit um self-serving in this we you know, but, you know, we, we are having a series of webinars and virtual town halls on restauranter.com. In fact, even if we had one yesterday, um, we're actually on the 18th and if people missed it, they can still go and listen to it. There's some great ideas and suggestion there. We're going to continue to have these. They're open, not only to our members, but to anybody in the, in the business. And so I do encourage people to go to restauranter.com and this will be an opportunity not only to listen to, you know, quote unquote, thought leaders on the sideline, but, but other operators and have the, and listen to their ideas, what they're doing. And, and they may have some, you know, nuggets that you could bring back into your operation. And then the other thing is that, you know, um, at least the United States, and, and I don't really know the supply, how the supply chain works in the UK, but United States, we have uh, some very large broadline food distributors, Cisco, US Foods, Benny Keith, um, and and these companies have tremendous educational and support resources out there. And so I would, you know, I'd ask, um, you know, your suppliers, hey, listen, you know, what education, what resources, what consulting, what are you learning? Because remember, these these big suppliers, they're dealing with operators all over all over the country, and they're seeing stuff that works and seeing what doesn't work. And and so I, I would, I'd also turn to them as well. And then, of course, there's a lot out there on, you know, I'm a, as you and I both know, we're, we're both big fans of uh, LinkedIn, and I'm seeing a tremendous amount of really good information and media uh, popping up on there. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's, it's worth your time to more than ever now to really scroll through your LinkedIn feed and, and see what your colleagues in the business are, are saying and sharing with you. Yeah, I agree, and there's so much out there now, right now. But I, I would also say, without uh, being colored in any way, I don't have any 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 business ties to to restaurant owners, or, uh, growth magazine, a startup growth magazine. Uh, I would say there's always some brilliant ideas and angles on things to get there. There's tons of information if you buy yourself access to the platform but just the free stuff that's there's already is, is it's amazing um so so i would definitely say go and tap into to these resources as well uh even though it's not a if it's not a european pn you're not european business but again these things apply no matter where you are in the world and what i you know what i took away particularly from our conversation in brighton this summer is is that a lot of the things that were you know keeping up operators here and the challenges and of course meeting some of the operators over there they're so similar to what's going on here really the 
you know, there, there's, there's very similar markets and, and independent operators, um, you know, are all experiencing often the same challenges. So I, I think what we can provide is, is even though some of the, the legal issues and the regulatory stuff we talk about is different, I think the operational and finance and marketing issues, I think, I think they apply um, equally as well in the United Kingdom. Totally agree. So, Barry, uh, how are you yourself as a, a business owner and uh, keeping yourself sane in all this? Because uh, what you do, you give a lot, and giving giving people a lot of you know uh, stuff and creating stuff is very energy demanding. I know that myself, uh, and I. So, 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 what is the three things you do? To, to keep yourself now in the coming period really sane and focused and being able to, to contribute to, to moving forward? Yeah, um, it's a good point. Um, you know, I'm not only uh, editor and associate publisher of this media business, but I'm also a, a university business school professor. And I've been told I've had to convert all my classes to online. So I've been spending some time doing that. Um, students have been sent home from the university uh, and now are going to have to t- finish their semester online. And and so doing that and, and then, of course, uh, provide doing, you know, I've had to take our current issue and, and flip it to just have content on, uh, on some of the issues we talked about in terms of surviving the coronavirus. Uh, you know, I think trying to keep a positive attitude, um, taking care of myself, getting plenty of sleep. Um, you know, I have a pretty, I, I, I practice yoga. I take long hikes in the woods near my house. Um, you know, uh, I'm putting those things at the top of the list because, frankly, um, this is not the time any of us want to get have our resources get worn down. And unfortunately, you know, um, I think I can speak for you as well. We, we, we like what we're doing. We enjoy it. We get good energy from the people we work with. So, um, boy, that that sure sure helps. Um, but the worst, the thing I'm trying to do is 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 get too wrapped up in the uncertainty of it all because. Um, we just don't know how long this thing is going to last. And all we can hope for is to see our, ourselves and our family and our friends remaining healthy. And, and, and then um, my friend, Sean Walchef in San Diego, he's a, a wonderful operator. He he gets up in the morning and he, he says a prayer of gratitude every day. And, and uh, I think, um, I think there's a, there's a lesson there um, uh, from Sean, uh, uh, Callie, um, Cali Comfort Barbecue out there, one of our our uh, young supporters and very successful operators. Some really really good tips there, and I know you are not you're not just saying these things because before you went on this podcast, uh, so it's afternoon and where you are, and it's evening here in the UK. You've been out for what did you say one and a half hour hike? Well, I take a five mile uh, hike around a lake near us, and it's uh, you know, and it, it's been very nice because a lot of people can't work. They're they're sent, they're working at home, or they're the universities are closed down, the public schools are closed down, and so all people have really to do is either stay home or they go out. And I so I see many many people walking on the trail, giving each giving everybody you know respectful distance from each other as we're told to do, but enjoying the sunshine, getting vitamin D. Uh, seeing nature, the birds, the water, and um, you know, and 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 they're all very polite and smiling and uplifting, and so it's uh, it, it's it's not only physically good, but it's 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 uh, it's kind of a, a moral shot in the arm too. Good. Where where can people follow you? Uh, because you share a lot of stuff as well. Um, you mentioned LinkedIn is a place where you. 
Absolutely. And I'm happy to um, connect with anybody who feels that, that they would like to communicate with me. And, and I do post information about Restaurant Startup and Growth and Restaurant.com. So uh, LinkedIn uh, is, is my favorite uh, platform just because it's business to business. That's what we are. And so I invite anybody listening to to please uh invite me to connect with them. Uh, I'd be delighted to do so. And hopefully we can share some, you know, good information and good cheer. Yeah. And of course we will um, put everything in the show notes so people can find you as well, Barry. That's wonderful. I appreciate that, Michael. Good, Barry. Thank you very much for for your time in these, uh, these uh, mad, mad moments of the the world. Um, I'm sure we're going to connect on either during or on the other side and talk a bit about how do we get all this started again. That's definitely a great conversation about that, I think. So thank you for coming on the podcast again, Barry. My pleasure, Michael. Uh, Be well, stay well, and uh, bless you and your family. Power, love, and energy to, to yours as well. Thank you. Thank you, Barry, for your great insights and thoughts on how to survive and thrive the current storm as an independent or smaller restaurant group some really great knockers in here remember if you would like to reach out or get in contact with barry you can do that through linkedin on barry schuster please share this podcast so other industry people also can get great insight and advice if you like more of this please subscribe to one of our channels more to come very soon if you're not signed up to our newsletter go to experience101.live and sign up today Thanks to our partner, HM, Tohola, and Mitamojo for supporting us to get this out to more movers, shakers, and mavericks. Together, we can overcome this. Thanks for listening, and be kind out there. We need more help, call the whole town. Now let's try and get this thing off the ground. ground. All in together, let's gather round. We're gonna try and get this thing off the ground.